0: From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. The Juno Police Department has updated information about a motor vehicle collision that occurred over the weekend at the McNugget intersection, which resulted in the death of a 59-year-old pedestrian. The 59-year-old woman is identified as Ruth Carol Baz. Next of kin has been notified of her death. According to a press release from the Juno Police Department... On Saturday about 16 minutes past midnight, the Juno Police Department received a call about a pedestrian who was struck by a vehicle in the inbound lane of Egan Drive and Glacier Highway at the McNugget intersection. Juno Police and CCFR responded. The inbound lane of Egan Drive was closed while police officers investigated the crash. The press release reports preliminary investigation found that an 18-year-old female was driving a silver 2007 Honda Element and was driving inbound through the McNugget intersection. Boz was crossing the inbound lane of Egan Drive at the intersection when she was hit by the Honda Element. The driver immediately stopped at the scene as well as witnesses nearby to assist. The Juno School Board met yesterday to discuss the investigation process for the Milk incident at Glacier Valley Elementary last month. At the last board meeting, the board directed City Attorney Robert Palmer to identify a person or persons to compile the pieces of the investigation already underway and provide a report of those findings and recommendations to the board. The board now has two areas of focus, the first being a food service investigation, the second part is an investigation into the emergency communication and notification of parents, the aim would be to draft recommendations to improve emergency notifications and public communications related to incidents like the floor sealant incident. Palmer went through the cost estimates for two parts of the investigation and brought up the thought of the board creating a committee.
1: The food service investigation cost estimate is between ten thousand and thirty one thousand dollars and it provided some bullets in there. The emergency notification public communication task as a much cheaper, likely in a five to ten thousand dollar range, and again provided some bullets. I did consolidate what I had called in the past a third party person to compile reports. I did blend those together into both of these. And then also I do think the board there was some direction or not direction, but there was some interest in the board, possibly having a committee. And I think the board could save some significant costs by Having either a committee of the board or a board itself compile all the different reports and see what you want to do with them.
0: Board member Brian Holse suggested adding a review of how the district acquires chemicals needed for schools, as well as reviewing storage and inventory control.
2: We that floor sealant that we ordered, we ordered a second time because it didn't show up. And had we had, you know, 2020, you know, hindsight is 2020. Had we had a, a more robust inventory system about where did things go, maybe we would have been able to find that, that had left, you know, the shipper and was indeed in our possession, but we didn't have that system. So I, I appreciate everyone's
0: considering that. Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss responded.
2: That's our first wall is our storage of our food in that facility. And so the inventorying of items as they come is a very distinct part of the correction plans already being written, already that have been written, um, because that is an instrumental place where, um, as you said, Mr. Holst, the delivery of that one pallet was lost and reported lost to us. That's why we reordered it. And if the inventory protocol had been stronger we would have found it was lost but we should have and would have could have found it sooner
0: the board is meeting again tonight at 4 30 to finalize the scope of the investigation and to take up the renewal of the food services contract with nana for the next school year weiss said everything needs to be in place on july 18th to have food services ready for the next school year former state senator and juno mayor dennis egan and juno police chief ed mercer were recognized yesterday night by the city assembly City Manager Rory Watts said this about Egan.
1: I'm told that as a teenager, uh, he was a very colorful character, Uh, had some exciting uh, adventures growing up uh, and some activities that I won't specifically name in the basement of the governor's mansion. Uh, I later pivoted to becoming a business owner uh, and radio host for many years on on Problem Corner. His voice was uh, very well known in the community. Uh, He joined the assembly He was a a little bit of a notorious note passer, uh, had an excellent sense of humor. Uh, He became mayor, uh, ran very interesting meetings, was very, very fun to be around, member of the Alaska Committee, uh, protecting the capital city for for many, many years, and and finally became our senator uh, and had a number of years of service up in in the capital. Um, He was one of us. He he uh, he was Juno through and through, and we've lost a uh, wonderful member of the Juno family.
0: Mayor Beth Weldon said this of Chief Mercer.
2: Chief Mercer has been serving our community within the Juno Police Department for 22 years, and as chief for the past five. Serving as a leader in policing means having to regularly guide colleagues, subordinate officers, and the community as well as a whole through some of our most challenging crises. Ed has successfully navigated the department and community through probably more than his share fare of these. This sort of work requires levels of integrity, character, political understanding, and compassion that are rarely seen put together. Perhaps the strongest evidence that Chief Mercer brings these traits to the table is the manner in which he is respected by all comers, from his fellow chiefs to his officers, from CBJ management and assembly members to the community at large.
0: Mercer was gracious in his response to being honored by the city.
1: Certainly being a chief is a challenging task, but I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give kudos to my staff. Deputy Chief David Campbell sitting in the uh, audience today, all of my command staff, all my officers, all JPD staff that uh, basically go out every single day and do their job makes my job a lot easier as far as helping lead the agency. Um, I'm very fortunate also as a chief to have my peer group around the state that I can consult with at any given time. Uh, There's great leaders throughout the state. And, uh, you know, many of them uh, are warranted for this very same award. So it's an honor. Thank you very much. And I appreciate the acknowledgement.
0: Judah Police Chief Ed Mercer. Glacier Bay National Park and Reserve will open Murr Inlet to vessel traffic after an initial search did not locate the 66-foot Cats and Dogs vessel, which sank last Friday, July 1st. This past weekend, salvage vessels used sonar and remote cameras to search the area surrounding where the vessel sank. With salvage operations currently suspended, related area closures have been lifted. Mariners may still call Bartlett Cove on Marine Channel 12 for updates from the National Park Service. The service will continue to monitor conditions in the area of the incident for signs of fuel or oil leaking from the sunken vessel as further actions are explored. The Coast Guard continues their investigation of the incident with assistance from the Park Service. Mary Peltola, a candidate for the U.S. House in Alaska, spoke to her campaign while a guest on Action Line. A recent poll conducted by the Alaska Survey Research shows her in the lead in the first round of voting under the ranked choice system in both the special and general election. She offered her thoughts about what this means for her campaign.
3: I'm really heartened by this poll. It shows that I have the most room to grow, and it shows that I have the lowest name recognition and the highest positives um, and the lowest negatives. So there's still a lot of campaigning left to do in this race. Um, There's, of course, the election on August 16th, and then the election on November 8th. And um, I'm really looking forward to the November 8th election. I think all of us candidates are really in this race for the two-year seat, and we've all got our eyes on that prize.
0: Peltola says she was excited to be in the top four out of the primary.
3: I was very happy with the outcome of the primary of the four-month seat. Um, I was able to get myself in the top four out of the field of 48 people, which is a tall order. We had a very tight budget. I was outraised ten to one. I've got two opponents right now who are millionaires, and um, I'm assuming in the in the two-year race I'll have three opponents who are millionaires. Right now, what my team and I are focusing on is making sure that we are raising as much money as we possibly can. I'm really proud of the fact that I don't have any special interest money in my campaign. There's no dark money.
0: She says ranked choice voting could be good for moderate candidates in their campaigns.
3: I am optimistic about um, what ranked choice voting can do for Alaska. I hope that it um, makes it easier for moderate Candidates like myself to get elected, I think that the primary system that we had before really was an agent of furthering that really divisiveness that we have seen in our state and in our country. And we all know that divisiveness at the end of the day doesn't help us overcome our challenges.
0: Peltola said she stands on her long record, which included time in the state legislature.
3: I'm looking forward to this race. I'm I'm proud of my my long record of public service. I'm proud of uh, my reputation for being about good public policy. I think that that's the most important thing in our elected officials is not a, you know to be a celebrity or um, just focus on the business sector. I think that we need to have people who really have a commitment to Alaska and. Um, a commitment to public service, and a commitment to good public policy.
0: Candidate for U.S. House, Mary Peltola. Rain is helping firefighters battling an Alaska wildfire that prompted evacuations. About a half inch fell into early Monday, allowing crews to build more fire breaks to help control the wildfire started by lightning June 21st. The fire has been burning near the community Anderson with evacuation orders in place. Evacuation orders include all properties as accessed by roads, trails, or driveways on the west side of the Parks Highway from mileposts 269 to 275. The city of Anderson, southwest of Fairbanks, is not under an evacuation order. At least one home has been confirmed to have been lost. The U.S. government has agreed to a request from environmental groups to study increasing critical habitat designations in Alaska waters for one of the rarest species in the world. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Fisheries estimates that there are about 30 North Pacific right whales left after centuries of hunting, ship strikes, and fishing gear entanglements devastated the species. The agency in 2008 designated about 1,175 square miles in the Gulf of Alaska and about 35,460 square miles in the southeast Bering Sea as critical habitat for the whales. Two groups in March petitioned the agency to expand the habitat by connecting the two areas. Former President Donald Trump spoke in Anchorage over the weekend to endorse candidate Sarah Palin for the House of Representatives and Kelly Shabaka for Senate. The rally was held at the Alaska Airlines Center. After endorsing Palin and Shabaka, Trump's speech turned political. He said recent Supreme Court rulings were good news.
4: Last week we had a lot of success in many ways in a place called the Supreme Court you saw what happened (laughs) Ronald Reagan fought and tried to do it and everybody did but four things came down last week on guns, on religious liberty on the environment and Roe v. Wade that was a big wink
0: Trump said the national battle against COVID was successful under his presidency.
4: The job we did with COVID, or as some people call it, to be more accurate, the China virus. But we did so much in terms of therapeutics, and a word that I'm not allowed to mention, but I'm still proud of that word, because we did it, we did that. We did that in nine months, and it was supposed to take five years to 12 years. Nobody else could have done it. But I'm not mentioning it in front of my people. But someday we're going to have to all sit down and have a little talk. But you know what? We did a hell of a job. Biden created the worst inflation in 40 years and going higher. It's going much higher, which is costing families nearly, nearly think of this one, $6,759 a year.
0: More than 5,000 supporters were in attendance. Health officials are now warning that a new variant of COVID could lead to a renewed surge in hospitalizations. The BA-5 variant is already the dominant variant in roughly half of the U.S., and roughly three-fourths of the U.S. are living in communities with medium or high transmission. Health experts also say that the variant could be the most transmissible yet. Dr. Richard Besser, an ABC News health contributor who was the former head of the CDC, says new variants are likely well into the fall and winter.
4: We're not seeing an increase in deaths around the country, thankfully, uh, but we are seeing a lot of increase in cases, and, and that is because of those small changes that occur. And until this, this virus is controlled everywhere around the globe, we're going to continue to see a lot of new strains coming.
0: Moderna is racing to get an Omicron-specific booster to market. Health experts say that booster could be available in October never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.